All right, all right, all right. This is Required Watching, where we watch the essential films from the list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm your host, Trey Apps, but today is something a bit different. It's a bit different in a, in a couple of ways. Um, we're going to enter the world of the theater, not the movie theater, but theater. A world where laughter intertwines with raw emotions and vulnerability reigns supreme. <laughs> Today, we're talking about a theatrical production that took the world by storm. <laughs> Goes by one word, Fleabag. Now, I'll stop right here by saying that uh, for this video, very specifically, I'm gonna do a giveaway where I buy a subscription uh, where you can win a subscription for uh, uh, National Theatre at Home, that's ntathome.com, or Broadway HD, the choice is yours. All you have to do is subscribe and comment about your favorite, uh, about your favorite uh, theater show, your favorite piece on the stage. And if you don't have one and just want to learn, that's okay too, that's okay too. Um, so subscribe, comment, and I will be picking one. Uh, within the next week or so. Now, Fleabag burst onto the scene in 2013 as a as a one-woman show, uh, written and directed by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, the genius that is the queen Waller-Bridge. Um, this fearless and audacious production drew audiences into the chaotic life of the unnamed woman navigating love, loss, and the complexities of modern existence. Fleabag truly captures the essence of raw, intimate storytelling. And little did we know that the production would become a cultural phenomenon re resonating with audiences around the globe. I was fortunate enough to see the show in person on stage and uh, I watched a recording of it that was uh, screened by the National Theater. Um, I don't think it's currently on their subscription service right now, but they'd like to do rotations and stuff like that. So it'll be on there eventually. I think you may be able to rent it, maybe not. Again, not too sure. Um, but if you haven't seen it in person, I most certainly recommend it. I think if you're a fan of the of the TV show, I think it's really important to see what 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 the reason why someone watched it and went, not only do I want to sign you, not only do I want to work with you, but I want to work with you on the show and making it uh, and, and translating it to to TV. Um, I have I have both the the scripts of the show and the script of the of the of the, of the theater of the play, and um, it just reminds me of of Michaela Cole who did a one woman show, got her own show, and went on to become. Honestly, just as much of a, I don't, I don't throw the word genius around at all. And I think maybe it's because uh, I don't throw it around in, uh, precariously, but I think that's because when I, when I hear about one person shows and I hear about how they are the head uh, at the, at the writing table or writing things on their own, everything like that, it just makes me think how in the world could things come out of uh, that beautiful, beautiful brain of yours. Uh, and it's so inspiring, inspiring to me to want to maybe not take on the same kind of path. Like I, I'm, I'm, st I'm still dabbling in theater. So that's one thing, but um, I have, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just interesting. I think in the UK, 
the way they nurture or it, it, it's tough. I'm not, I don't mean to, to, to like put any kind of bubble gum around it, but I think the way writer performers are treated coming from the theater and into television is very, very interesting. Um, I, I, I think it's kind of akin to how stand-ups end up becoming like stars of their own sitcoms or at least used to, they still do, I think. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think it's really interesting, uh, and, and, and I think it takes a certain mind, a creative mind, and someone who's able to tap into certain experiences in order to get there. And I'm going completely off my script, but let's get into it. Uh, before Fleabag, Phoebe Waller-Bridge was a rising star in theater with notable performances in various productions. However, it was this solo creation that catapulted her into the spotlight, and of course, forever transforming the trajectory of her career. It's it's really comes down to her wit and her vulnerability and unapologetic storytelling that captivates audiences, garnering critical acclaim and a loyal following. The impact of Fleabag extended far beyond the confines of theater. The show's unconventional narrative structure, combining humor and poignant moments of introspection, shattered conventions and redefined the possibilities of theatrical storytelling. It dared to explore an un like uncomfortable truths, breaking down the fourth wall and inviting audiences into the innermost thoughts of its flawed yet relatable protagonist. I hate to have say relatable, but I, yeah, I think it's true. I think Fleabag is a terrible person. Uh, Fleabag is a terrible person and she knows she's a terrible person trying to not be a terrible person. And I think that is the part of us that we relate to. The same way we can relate to people like Walter White, which I think people love to throw bacon bat around, but people like Walter White is not a good person. And in fact, dives into being a terrible person in order for, you know, what he says his goal is of protecting his family. And I think um, differently, different, but the same, people kind of love the character of Fleabag, right? Like they they know that she's bad and she's she's selfish in, in, in occasions and she's, you know, she's... I like to think of it as showing off for, for us, you know, for the audience in her mind or, you know, whatever way you want to think about that. And, um, but she's often, she's, she's, she's still trying to figure out who she is and try to figure out what she is after, after or what kind of person she is after, again, such a loss and, and, and trying to navigate everything that life is continuing to throw at her. Either way, the show captivated theater goers, theater go theater goers, um, but also caught the attention of filmmakers. And of course, this moved on to television. And I'll try really, really hard not to talk, talk about the show. Um, but she, of course, she would go on to adapt it and, and turn, I think, a one-hour, one-person, <laughs> uh, one-woman show into a two-season, I think, 12-episode hit of television that was uh, desperately needed. We didn't know we needed such a show like this. And whether you love or hate a show like Fleabag, I know far few people who hate Fleabag and love it. Um, you have to respect it for, it's honestly, it's consistency. I think it's consistency is actually really spot on with the show. Um, I think Chewing Gum, Chewing Gum, uh, like the, sh- the, 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 the play, Chewing Gum, feels... Um, uh, not, it, it's different. I, I think it's I think it's different, but the same as opposed to 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I shouldn't be comparing the two. I, I think it's because I just watched, I just watched Chewing Gum on uh, National Theatre at Home that it has me thinking about Chewing Gum and, and the differences and, and, and comparing, uh, comparing Phoebe Waller-Bridge to Michaela Cole. Um, I, I love that. I, and I have a friend who's doing the Fringe uh, in her own one-woman one woman show, and I'm toying around with a one- or two-person, uh, like, you know, show. Um, so it's it's on my mind. It's on my mind a lot. But uh, but I, I, I think it's brilliant. Anyways, <laughs> Phoebe Waller-Bridge flourished in the wake of Fleabag. The creative team behind the production, including director Vicky Jones, found themselves propelled to new heights. Of course, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Vicky Jones founding a production company and uh, producing a few other shows that you may have heard of, um, like Run, with Dunhill Gleason, which was fantastic and short-lived, and I believe Divorced was also one of their shows. Um, the impact of Fleabag can be seen in the emergence of similar theatrical productions that push boundaries of convention. It has encouraged artists to take risks to delve into the unexplored and to challenge the expectations of what theater can be and what television can be. Um, and that's the success that Fleabag has, has had. That's the, that's the impact that it's had. It's given a rise to the, honestly, a renaissance of, of solo performances where I think a lot of people may have looked down or, or, or not bothered and now are interested to see what, how one person can transport them into the story that they are telling and how they are telling it. Um, and of course this highlights the power of a single voice and a caption and, and how it captures the audience, including shows like uh, Prima Facie and, and uh, with uh, Jodi Comer. Um, I always feel like I'm mispronouncing her name, even though she's from the North, go North. Um, it, <laughs> um, which was phenomenal like prima facie is amazing and it it it, it 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 was in london and went to broadway and i know she won a tony for it i believe um and a BAFTA, maybe i don't know uh, i have no idea what, whatever she won many awards and i think i'm so, sorry i don't know the the writer's name but i think that I could, that dealt with a very heavy topic as well and um it was amazing to see her pull that off and, and, and yeah. Yeah. I can bother about this all day. Do you guys really want to hear me? This is why I can't wait for a new co-host to come along. So I actually have person, people to, to bounce things off, off of instead of just rambling. You don't want to hear me rambling. I hope you enjoyed me rambling. Anyways, um, the legacy of Fleabag lies not only into the artistic achievements, but also into the cultural impact, which we just talked about. Um, it's resonated with audiences across generations, sparking a sense of recognition and catharsis as we witness our own vulnerabilities and desires reflected on stage. People often say slice of life is a terrible thing, but I think more than ever with Fleabag, uh, with Fleabag, with Fleabag being, um, honestly the rule and not the exception of like, people want to see their own realities kind of, um, uh, uh echoed back to them sometimes. And it's, it's Fleabag's journey of adulthood. Um, I like to call it like coming of age, uh, which is what I like to write. And it's not necessarily about teenagers figuring out like if they want to have sex or not, it's adults trying to figure out how to be an adult. Um, yeah, if you want to hire me, you can. But uh, I think that's what Fleabag uh, means to a lot of people. Um, it's not just relatable because of relatability's sake. It's, it's relatable because I think we all go through 
these things at any given time in our life and and or we know that we will or we've witnessed it in, in other people and that's what makes it really important so it's not just a play it's not just a tv series it's it's most definitely a cultural phenomenon that has left a mark on theater television and the artistic landscape as a whole its legacy is one of fearlessness vulnerability vulnerability and and the power of storytelling to connect us all the impact it's had on audiences, filmmakers, and careers of those involved is testament to its profound and enduring influence. And as we bid farewell to Fleabag, let us celebrate the extraordinary journey and eagerly anticipate the innovative and thought-provoking works that uh, will continue to aspire. Um, this, so I, it's very clearly a, a required watch for me, but if my little deep dive into the theater show was interesting at all, please let me know. I am not opposed to talking about other other uh, mediums. I love movies. I love talking about movies, and I'm trying to figure out a way to talk about TV, but I think that's more of a live watch and live reaction situation more than it is me trying to sum up a TV show in, in 10 or 15 minutes. Um, but tell me what you think about that. And like I said before, uh, please follow and subscribe. We're so close to such a very small number of, of, of subscribers that I am um, trying to get to a thousand. If I'm being honest, I'm trying to get to a thousand. Then we're going to just like make it bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger and more subscribers means uh, the more I can continue to put into this and more I can continue to, uh, to structure this in a way that feels good and makes sense. Again, with uh, our new co-host coming on board soon, and I'm going to keep teasing this. Um, Required watching will grow and change, and I'd like to, to make that happen with those who have been here from the very beginning. So thank you very much. Um, I, I very much appreciate it. If you uh, are listening to this as a podcast, come online. Come on, come online to the YouTube fam and, and, and comment and subscribe, and we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll make things happen. Uh, anyways, thank you very much. Until next time, peace.